everyone. Hi. Thank you for that, Anne, um, and everybody. I will definitely be going prayer walking this week, so if you're up for coming with me, you can just find me at the end, and we can figure out a time that works for all of us. Um, yeah. Right. Transition. So, we are in Ephesians. Anybody been around the last few weeks? Anyone not been around? Good. So we're in Ephesians, and the series that we are in here in the evening service is called Wake Up. So do you want to turn to the person next to you and say, Wake Up! <laughs> it wasn't very loud. Let's try again. Wake Up! Okay. Amen. Good. So we are awake. We, um, there's a real theme there with the testimonies, actually, and I, I actually sense God is really... We're, yeah, going to be speaking to us through this passage in line with what's already been shared and the testimonies. So I'm going to read the reading. We're in Ephesians 3, and we're actually going to be starting on verse 13 and then going to the end. Have you got your Bibles with them up? Or phones? So Ephesians 3, verse 13. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Great, so tonight we are thinking about how we can wake up to experience more of God's love. That's the theme for this evening. But um, I'm going to liken God's sweet love to that of a very special honey called Manuka honey. Um, anybody here love Manuka honey? The Manuka honey is amazing. It's got loads of incredible properties, healing properties, antibacterial, viral, um, inflammatory, antioxidant properties. It's amazing. And I heard about Manuka honey, and this friend of mine was going to start a skincare range around Manuka honey, and I thought it sounded amazing. I mean, I'm a real evangelist for Jesus, but I also love being an evangelist about stuff, so I was telling everyone about Manuka honey. But do you know what? I actually never tried it. I actually never tried it. And it wasn't until a few years later that my uh, daughter sadly had a terrible burn, um, and they used Manuka honey on it, um, that I started to, to actually see Manuka honey work in the most profound and amazing way. Like, literally every week we put Manuka honey on this really terrible um, wound and it was just like the skin was just growing back it was amazing and so I saw how amazing Manuka honey was but I still didn't actually try it and it wasn't again until a while later that I was at a friend's house and I had a really sore throat and she said to me you should just drink some Manuka honey um, in boiled water with a bit of ginger and honestly tomorrow you'll feel so much better and she was right it number one it tasted amazing number two it actually did heal my throat so Manuka honey amazing I knew about it, 
all its incredible healing qualities, but I never fully ingested it and allowed it to actually work in my body and do its thing. And I want to liken that to how we sometimes are about God's love. We know about it in our heads. We, we testify about it. We know this passage, which is quite a famous passage about the immeasurably more and the love that is wide, hide and deep. And we know it in our heads, but we don't fully ingest it in our hearts. We don't allow it to be something that we experience day to day, not just at lovely Holy Spirit days like yesterday where we receive and we have time to ingest God's love and, and, and experience his Holy Spirit. But every day, how often do we move it from our head into our hearts? Well, Paul um, prays an incredible prayer about God's love in, in this passage. And what's really interesting is the context in which he prays this prayer which is that, and that's why I've included verse 13, because he prays it to a group of people who have been discouraged. It says in verse 13, I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. And this word discouraged here actually means that they are a people who feel like their heart has been ripped from their chest. So they're not just like a bit sad. They, they feel like they've lost hearts. So he is praying this prayer of God's incredible love to a group of people who feel like they've lost heart, who feel like actually their hearts have been ripped from their chest. So this is the context in which he is praying it into. So I guess for us this evening, there may be some of us here who feel a bit discouraged or feel a lot discouraged, feel like their heart, your hearts have been ripped from your chest, like you kind of have lost heart, like, you know what, I've lost hope, like some of the testimonies, um, the start of people's testimonies were this evening. You may be, may be feeling like that this evening, um, and I, I believe this prayer is really going to speak into that. There are may, maybe some of us here this evening who feel a little bit desensitized to God's love. Um, it is something that we just hold in our heads as something we know about, and we're actually a little bit numb to the experience of God's love. And maybe you came yesterday or you've come quite a few times regularly to St. Peter's and we always have space to wait on the Holy Spirit and to receive afresh uh, his love for us. And sometimes you just feel like that's not for you. You're a little bit numb to it. It's like, why is everybody else feeling something? Um, I know about God's love. I'll just hold it in my head. Um, there may be some of us here who love to experience God's love in certain areas of our life. Like we're like, oh, yeah, I know God loves loves me in that area of my life, but there are parts of our heart, there's parts of our lives that we're like, do you know what, God, he's not going to fill me there because he doesn't love that part of me. That part of me, um, I'm never going to get sorted. I just always get that, that thing wrong. I, I can't receive his love in that place. So there may some of, maybe some of us um, who need to hear afresh that God's love is for every part of us. And there may be some of us here who are really good at Sundays and coming and receiving God's love, but actually, like Caroline was saying, like the day-to-day -day of experiencing God, um, ingesting his love, allowing his love to be like a part of everything we do that drives us forward, uh, you just feel like actually that's something you would love to receive more of. So I hope there's something for all of us in this passage this evening, because it is really remarkable what he says about God's love. This love that we don't just have to hold in our heads as something we know about, but something that we can actually move into our hearts. So in Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 17, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So why is Paul telling a group of Christians who already know about God and already have you know, come to faith and received God, why is he telling them to go and get more of God's love? Well, Paul doesn't want these guys to be 
hollow. He doesn't want them to be hollow Christians. He wants them to be Christians which are filled with his love. He wants them to be strengthened in their inner being. He's not just talking about, you know, outward workings. He wants people to be filled in their inner beings with love. He's not praying for them to be a bit more healthy. He's not praying that they're a bit more comfortable. He's not praying that God just gives them a little bit of comfort. He is praying that they are strengthened in their inner being. It's amazing. And why do we need to experience that kind of love? You may not think you need to. Well, I actually believe that we live quite poor lives, actually. I think um, in the opposite to the poor lives that we live, Paul is actually saying that there are glorious riches for us. There are glorious riches. But I think so often we feast on like leftovers. Um, An example of this is, you know, for some of us who have been doing the Christian thing for a long time, you may receive a word of encouragement. And then you just hold on to that encouragement like for years and you keep going back to that one encouragement. But actually God has got fresh encouragements for us all the time. He's got glorious riches for us all the time. It's like sometimes we go back to a place where it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I did feel like that way back when. But I believe that we don't need to live in that kind of state. We can get the fresh nourishment, the fresh food every um, single day. We can receive those glorious riches. So why do we need this um, to receive this experience of God's love? Because I think we live poor and Paul says that we can have glorious riches. I think we live uh, quite powerless lives sometimes. Again, we, um, we kind of function in this, I would give the example of like a low battery mode on our telephones you know when you switch to low battery so that you can just you know make sure that you can like get and tap you know oh, when you're when you're going to the station I had this other day and then my phone cut out and I couldn't actually get through the thing it was so annoying um but I turned it onto low battery mode so that I could save it but it did not save anyway that's an aside the point is low battery mode nothing works properly in low battery mode, does it? It's just like literally that buffering sign. It just keeps on going. You're trying to load your photos, trying to load the internet. Low battery mode. I think sometimes we live a little bit like that with God's love. We're just like low battery mode. We, we, and it, we don't really see everything clearly. We don't even see the signs of his love around us because we're just functioning in this um, kind of powerless state. But what does Paul say? He wants them to be strengthened by the spirit. He doesn't want them to live powerless lives. He is praying that they're strengthened by his spirit. So we live poor lives, but we get glorious riches. We live powerless lives, but we can be strengthened by his spirit. But I also think we live quite desensitized lives sometimes. We're a bit numb to what the Holy Spirit is doing in us and what's on offer for us every single day. Uh, We are a bit desensitized, mainly because we're finding comfort in other places. So we find comfort in, you know, whatever it is we're watching, you know, whatever, you know, maybe some of us are already thinking, oh, when I get home, I cannot wait to watch. What are people watching at the moment? House of Dragons. Oh, let me watch that. There we go. Are you thinking about it now? You're off home to do that? Um, (laughs) But the point is we have these other distractions, don't we, where we find comfort and reassurance. And then we kind of numb ourselves a little bit to some of this. I'm not saying it's bad, by the way, to go and watch something on television. That's not me condemning people to go and watch things. But what I'm saying is we find comfort in other places to desensitize ourselves to actually what God wants to fill us with and what he wants to give us. which sometimes I know is difficult to get, which I'm getting to in a minute. Um, But what is Paul saying? He's saying that we can experience God's love in our inner being. Like when you actually think of that, it's slightly mind-blowing that we can experience his love on the inside, that we can have that love literally take home and take root in our hearts day to day, not just on a Sunday. So why? Why does he think that we need to have these glorious riches and be strengthened by the Spirit and experience his love? Well, we can do it because then 
Christ will dwell in our hearts, verse 17. He'll, he'll dwell in our hearts through faith, and then we will be rooted and established in love. So Paul wants them, wants the Ephesians to experience God's love, and then they will be rooted and established in love. So when we are open to experiencing God's love and allowing it to come into our inner beings, we then are kind of like on those firm foundations, and we've been talking about foundations in the foundations course and for those who have been coming if you haven't you can catch up we've got all the talks recorded but we've been thinking so much about what we build our life on and I think this idea of experiencing God's love and then allowing that love to root us and establish us um, is just so um, such a good place to go from I think going from that place I think we become less needy we're less afraid we're less selfish we're less self-obsessed we're less proud when we're, we're operating from that firm foundation of God's love filling us and not from our own insecurities and like unsteadiness. So what do we need to do to move this like head knowledge into our heart knowledge? Because it all sounds lovely, but actually the practical, like, you know, there's, there's something we actually have to do, which I found really helpful about Caroline's testimony in terms of where she was, um, in terms of really feeling like her life wasn't, you know, something she wanted to live. And then she kind of had to do something to allow herself to come into this day-to-day -day relationship with Jesus. And Paul talks about it in uh, verse 18. He says that we may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. He doesn't say, you know, kind of give it a little cuddle. He says to grasp the love of God. So he, it's, this word here is literally like to wrestle and take down God's love. It isn't like a passive kind of like, oh, um, you know, I might have a little bit of God's love. It's almost like you need to imagine yourself, I'm not going to do it now, but like literally to like get pounce on the floor and wrestle God's love into our hearts. It's an active thing that we need to do. And this is what Paul is saying with this word grasp. Um, it's not just something that we uh, think about. It's not something that we know about. It's something that it's, it takes an action. It takes a grasp to wrestle God's love into our hearts. And what is the love that we're wrestling into our hearts? Well, it is a love that is wide. This is what Paul says. And this, this verse gets quoted a lot doesn't it? Or is it just in my kind of thing? Yeah, okay. We've got some nodding. Everyone's still awake. Um, it's wide, okay? So I can't put both my hands out at the same time. Jesus on the cross, hands nailed to the cross, excruciating pain. His love for us is so wide that he would let his son die in excruciating death so that we can come into right relationship with our Father. God's love is wide. That is what we're wrestling into our hearts. His love is long. Uh, Romans 8 verse 38 says that nothing can separate us from God's love. God's love is so long, it could literally wrap itself around us, wrap around any situation that we think is too um, far from God's grip. He can wrap his love around anything that we need him to. His love is so long. That is what we're wrestling into our hearts. His love is deep. And his love is deep because his love is wide and his love is long. Um, his love can be deep because he went, his son went to the depths of darkness and death so that we could have freedom, so that we could have access to the Father. His love is deep and it cost him everything. That is the love that we're wrestling into our hearts. And finally, Paul says his love is high. Um, it is so high that we get to experience God's glory. 
his resurrection glory and life every single day. We can experience that life in our hearts. That's what we're wrestling into our hearts. In John 17, verse 5, he says, And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with your glory. I had with you before the world began. That is the glory we get to share in when we wrestle that into our hearts. The width, the length, the depth, and the height of God's love is something that we have access to every single day. But how do we wake up and grasp this love day to day? Because we say this often at St. Peter's, one of our core values is every day, not an event. We love Sundays. We love Holy Spirit conferences. We love villages. But actually, it's day to day, living with Jesus, walking with Jesus, allowing him to heal us, allowing him to be our source of power, our source of life. Um, that is what we really want. To, we want to be a people who, who go from here and do that every day and to grasp it day to day. But it's not easy, is it? Let's be honest. I can be real now. I, I've actually had the last couple of weeks, I have not been, I've only recently, um, not actually, I've actually always been aware of my lack, but I've not had such a kind of sense of like, wow, I am so lacking. Like, I'm so weak. Like, I can't, I can't do this without you, God. I, I, need you, I need your love. I need you to fill me. And I just felt like God said to me, like, Hanel, that is the best place to be, to be empty and to feel like you have lack. He absolutely loves it when we come to him and say, I can't. I can't because it is from that emptying. It's like that grasping of God's love. I was thinking about it earlier. It's like if your hands, if your hands are full of stuff and you think you can do it on your own, you're not going to be able to grasp God's love into your heart. There's that sense of emptying and saying, do you know what? I can't do it without you. I need your love to be wrestled into my heart. That is the best place to start. So if you're thinking, yeah, this sounds like a lot of hard work, that's a good place to be because, <laughs> because our lack is his power and his glory. So um, I think some ways that we could grasp his love into our hearts day to day, and we're all different, we're all different points in our journey of faith. Some of us are coming back to faith, some of us new to faith, some of us have been doing this for a long time and have our ways of doing it. But just some, um, some of my kind of day-to-day -day things that I do, um, I think the first application of this day-to-day -day wrestling God's love into our hearts is sustained prayer, I think. Space and time to spend time talking to our loving Father is, the, is a really good way to start. Some of you may be really good at sitting around like in silence. I think it is a good discipline. But I'm also a real mover and groover, I'd like to think. So I love to um, move in prayer. I have a lot, my prayer rhythms are very much kind of, I set a timer for certain things. If I'm um, praying for other people, I like to set a timer so I remember to pray. I have... Um, different rhythms with which I've shared before about when I boil the kettle I pray that his holy spirit will like bubble up um, in me and overflow I have um, this thing when I bleach the toilets where I contend for things which are not right in the world so I'm quite practical as you can see with how I pray but there is this sense of um, being in conversation with God um, and allowing my, my prayer life to be sustained throughout the day allows me to just keep filling up, keep filling up. Because let's be honest, we all have this wonderful kind of um, holy bucket in our heart where, you know, it kind of starts to seep out a little bit because we come out of the door and we see all the rubbish going out in the world or someone annoys you or something's really difficult at work or your children are being annoying. No, um, they're perfect. But 
you know, and then you're like, oh, you know, you experience your lack again. And to experience God's love in those moments can sometimes be difficult. Or you're going through a tragedy or something really difficult has happened. You know, there's so many extremes of stuff where we feel like this emptying of God's love. And then we have these moments of actually talking to our loving father, involving him in the day-to-day, crying out to him when it's just too much. And I believe that in those moments, he will fill us again. He will strengthen us again. He will empower us again. He gives us his glorious riches in those moments. He strengthens us by his spirit. He allows us to experience his love in those sustained moments of prayer. Um, Another way is um, how Paul starts the prayer. He says, I kneel. I kneel before the Father. And Ben spoke about this on Wednesday, but obedience to God is like, is we, Ben was talking about at Foundations that obedience is the love language of God. It's the, the thing he loves. He loves it when we're obedient to him. And that posture of kneeling before him and saying, you know, I am your child. Please use me for your will and your glory. That, that posture of kneeling, I actually do quite like to kneel. I went through this strange kind of thing uh, in one season of my life where I felt God say to me, don't stand up in the morning just roll out of bed onto the floor, which was a little bit strange. Um, But that posture of like being like, I cannot stand without you lifting me up. That sense of like, I can't do this day without you, so I'm going to have to be obedient. I'm going to have to say, God, I'm yours. I'm your child. This day is about you. It's not about me. Uh, Fill me with your love. I need to know that you love me. Um, fill me with your love, that kind of sustained obedience. And we all have different ways of doing it. I'm not saying that everyone now needs to go roll out of bed onto the floor. You may get hurt. It may be dangerous. Um, but also, <laughs> but is that posture, isn't it, of the heart is what I'm talking about. That thing of saying, God, you know, you are on your throne. You are glorious. Please fill me. <laughs> fill me with your love. I'm grasping that love into my heart. I'm believing that your love is wide enough for this situation I'm going through. I'm believing your love is deep enough for this situation, I'm believing your love is long enough for this situation. I'm believing that you have um, love that is so high that I get to experience your glory in this moment. So, uh, Neil. And then the final thing, which is my favorite verse because I love people, is that he says, I, uh, verse 18. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together. Can you all say together? Together with all the Lord's people, experience the, wi- the width, the depth, the height of my love. We don't do this on our own in isolation. Experiencing God's love is something we get to do together. And this is the beauty of the body. This is the beauty. Because honestly, when, when you are feeling weak and you're like, where is God's love? I don't feel loved. I don't feel like this is something I'm experiencing. I know about it, but I don't feel it. That is when you get that text from a friend. That is when you pick up the phone and say, please pray for me. Please pray for me. I'm feeling so weak. I, I don't believe it. That is when you um, come to church and say to someone when you walk in, I'm not okay. Can you please pray for me? That is when you, um, yeah, you, 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 this is when this, this works. This is when it, we really see why God wanted to put this whole mix of people together. Because we need one another. We need one another. And honestly, if you were feeling like that, really I encourage you, like someone else said in the testimony slot, um, Hannah, Tell people, tell people, because that is when we can wrestle for you. We can contend for you. We can wrestle God's love into your heart and say to you, 
that you are loved, that God sees you, he knows you, and he has sufficient power to help you through. But equally, if you are just flowing in the things of the Spirit, if you had an amazing day yesterday and you've really felt God heal you, restore you, give you fresh perspective, it's in moments like that that you can give away God's love. It's that overflow. Um, It's often in moments like that you then think, oh, I'll just enjoy it. But that's, I think, when you then start to give it away. You ask God, who can I encourage? Can I give someone a word? Can I text someone a verse? Can I just call someone up who I think may need prayer and pray for them? That's when when you can also give away. So we do this together. This isn't something we just do alone. And it, and it is that thing, isn't it, with God's love? Like you, some of us have like profound experience of us knowing we're loved, knowing we're seen, and then something happens, and then, oh, it just feels a bit shaky. And that's then when we can just say, remind one another again of who he is, what he's done, and um, how much he has for each of us every day, not just on Sundays. So what would it look like if we all did this, if we really allowed ourselves to move God's love from our heads to our hearts, not just certain points of the week, but every day? Well, I think um, this final bit in the verse, verse 19, is amazing. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to let him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So I believe that when we all do this, when we all understand that this love is for us to experience, I believe we will be filled to greater measure of his love. And we will be so filled that we will not be able to stop overflowing it out there on the streets of Broccoli in our workplaces uh, with friends who need to know Jesus' love. Because when we are filled, we can, we can fill the earth with his love and with his power and with these truths that we know that his love is wide, that his love is long that he surpasses, um, it surpasses all knowledge, actually. Like, we may not even be able to explain it, but the point is we can show it because we've experienced it. Um, and then this amazing immeasurably more verse, which we also often quote, you know, that God can do immeasurably more. He can do immeasurably more. He can actually do immeasurably more than we've ever asked or imagined. And I believe it, it starts with that, that knowledge of his love. And that knowledge of his love builds our faith and it establishes our faith and we feel secure in that. And then we can believe for the immeasurably more. Um, recently, we as a team um, have been praying for the immeasurably more. We, we put on a big board all the prayers for the immeasurably more we would love to see. Um, and actually, he has already been amazing how God has been answering some of those cries. And I, I imagine some of you have had that in your own lives where you've just asked God to do the immeasurably more than you can even ask or imagine. And it is, um, it's so exciting for us to be a body of people who are filled, so filled with, with the fullness of God, with the knowledge of his love for us, that we then believe for the immeasurably more. We're not just like, oh, God can do a bit. No, God can do immeasurably more than we even imagine. We really believe that. And I think it is from this place of wrestling his love into our hearts, understanding day to day that it takes a bit of a wrestle. It's, it's not like, oh, tomorrow it's suddenly going to be easy. Sometimes it is a wrestle. Sometimes it is reading the Bible when you don't feel like you want to. Sometimes it is praying when you don't feel like you can. Sometimes it is calling a friend for help when you feel a little bit ashamed. It is a bit of a wrestle. But I believe that God um, is moving amongst us, I think, from yesterday and, and recent weeks. Just people just being more and more open to, to receive his love, to, which is healing, which is restorative, which reminds us who we are in him.
from what we have to offer the world, which is, which is gold, which is precious gold. We have so much to offer, not real gold, um, but it is, you know, it's actually real, yeah, um, that we have to offer. Um, yeah, we don't want to be hollow. We want to be full. We want to be full of his love. And it's something that we can each experience every single day. I think in the context of some of the um, testimonies this evening, I think, uh, I think we're just going to spend a bit of time waiting on the Holy Spirit. Interestingly, that song you chose, Open the Eyes of My Heart, I was actually going to, Lizzie, I was actually, yeah, I was going to quote that because that's from Ephesians 1, verse, I'm now going to lose it. Yes, Ephesians 1, verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened that in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. I believe he does want to open the eyes of our hearts this evening. I think he wants to move some of the stuff we've got in our heads into our hearts. So why don't we stand and why don't we, would you mind if we sang that song again, Lizzie? Sorry, just on the spot. But while, we're getting, while, while they're getting ready, why don't we just... Do what we do, which is just close our eyes, open our hands if you'd like to. Just uh, say, God, I'm open. I want to receive more of your love, 